Ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. You're listening to the Deal Room Podcast. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on business sales and acquisitions. Get across trends in the area and hear the industry's best recount their real-life tips, traps, and experiences. Now, here's your host, Joanna Oki. Hi, it's Joanna Oki here and welcome to another episode of the Deal Room Podcast, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. Now, we have another exciting two-part series on the world of business and business broking. We're thrilled to be joined by the Real Estate Institute of Queensland CEO, Antonio Mercarella to chat through the latest trends and changes in the Queensland business sales and acquisitions industry. We also take a quick look at some of the recent changes to the state-based contract that REIQ uses and the impacts that those changes are likely to have. Antonia, who is actually REIQ's first female CEO, also provides us with some valuable insights on how women are breaking barriers in the broking industry and the importance of education in the broking sector more broadly. Whether you're a business owner looking to sell your business or an aspiring business broker, this episode has got you covered with valuable insights and insider perspectives. So without further ado, here's our discussion with Antonia. Antonia, thank you so much for joining us today on the Deal Room podcast. Oh, it's a pleasure. Great to be with you. It is so fabulous to have you on board. Um, Now, look, I I guess there's so many places that I want to go to today. Um, There's uh, sort of lots of things for us to investigate in this session of um, discussion today. But why don't we just start with business broking trend. So you've been um you you've been in the industry as a whole for quite a while. I think you've been 8 years as CEO of REIQ. You must have seen a lot of changes over that time. Yeah, that's right. So I've been the CEO of the REIQ for eight years. I've actually been with the REIQ though for 12 years. And prior to that, I was with the Real Estate Institute of South Australia, so RESA, a sister institute. So I've actually been working um, in the real estate sector and with the business broking community for around two decades now, around 20 years. So it's been really fascinating um, to watch that. Obviously, having started in South Australia and then in Queensland for the last Last 12 years. I think what's really interesting about the business broking community is that um, the first thing I'd say about business broking is people often don't even realise that it's one of the sectors that as an institute we deal with. Um, if you think about business broking, it's quite different to traditional real estate. Uh, and, and often people don't understand that you actually need to have a real estate qualification to be a business broker. Um, and so I think that's really fascinating. Um, but the other thing I'd say is that, um, and no disrespect to the wonderful business brokers I've worked with over the last 20 years, but what I am seeing is that the level of professionalism and sophistication that's emerging in the business broking community is really excellent. Um, We're seeing that there's a real changing face. Um, So if I think about business brokers, uh, again, most of the business brokers I I have worked with – 
particularly back uh, 20 years ago, mostly men of a certain uh, de- a certain demographic. And so um, certainly that that's still a big component of the business broken community. But what we are seeing is we're seeing a lot more females coming um, becoming business brokers and we're seeing younger people entering um, the profession as well. And I think we're just seeing an, an evolution of that community and we're seeing people come into um, business broking as a subsequent career from such a diverse um, field of backgrounds. And I think that is really exciting because if you think about business sales, you're selling all types of businesses, so diverse in nature. And so I think it's really important that you've got some life experience behind you because inevitably you won't be able to have deep expertise about every single industry or every type of business you're selling, but you need to be able to have good commercial acumen. You've got to be able to have great communication skills. You've got to understand how to ask vendors of businesses the right questions and and uh, and how to um, how to assist buyers who are looking to buy a business. So I think I think you absolutely need to have a certain uh, a certain amount of life experience, but you also you also have to come um, from a place that allows you to to have those skills that you need to be successful. And uh, and of course, we know that oftentimes um, business brokers tend to be accountants by profession, uh, but but we are seeing people from all walks of life um, joining the the sector, and I think it's 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 a really exciting time. It is an exciting time. I've seen the sector change so much since I've been involved as well. And and I came into this, uh, I, I guess, this business sales sector, quite often, you know, the volume of sales is generally under that two to three million dollar point. So, so I came to this sort of portion of the industry from um, working on larger M and A deals and and in into this area where and and on those larger deals, you know, we'd have corporate advisors rather than business brokers per se. You know, generally share sale environment. Um, uh, but I found it very interesting when I became more involved um, in this sort of SME deal territory, the the connection to, and you talked about it earlier, about the, the connection um, to the real estate industry. And when I, when I first realised that, I was so shocked because in my mind, you know, coming from this, um, this complex approach to the transition of uh, business ownership, it seemed incredible like it had nothing at all to do with real estate, you know, and and I remember, and it, it took me years to really get my head around that. And and I know there's positives. I, I certainly know there's there's sort of negatives, but let's talk about some of those positives. You know, what what do you think are some of those positives? It's sort of an unusual pairing with with, um, with this connection um, to the the real estate industry. Uh, I guess the positives though are that it comes under um, under under a regulatory banner that allows us to have some sort of requirements around you you know education and quality and those sorts of things. Can I hear from you what what your thoughts are around that? 
Yeah, and I think many of us are surprised when we first discover that it does um, that it does fall under that that broad real estate sector or real estate banner, and it's one of the sectors that are that are encompassed in that. I remember being surprised uh, by it when I first joined RESA as well. And look, I think the advantages are that. Uh, there's then a piece of legislation governing the conduct of business uh, of, of business brokers and the way that they go about transacting business sales. Um, there's obviously a licensing framework that sits around that. Uh, there's 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 uh, I guess um, repercussions or consequences if you do the the wrong thing because there's a regulator that's able to enforce uh, the legislation. I think those are positive things. I do think. Um, I think it would be remiss of me not to acknowledge that, um, look, I think the business brokers often feel like uh, they are, uh, they're in the legislation and they're, and they're sort of put together with the real estate agents, but there's a feeling that it's not always a logical fit. Um, and even if I think about the educational qualification that one needs here in Queensland uh, to to either become licensed or, or registered, uh, the reality is if you look at that course, there's virtually nothing in there about business broking. Um, and that is, that, is, that is the reality of it. So we know that that legislation, namely the Property Occupations Act, is is quite focused on consumer protection, but again, predominantly when it talks about consumer protection, it's talking about mum and dad protection, and I uh, I actually hate that term, but you know it's it's concerned with um, you know residential uh, property predominantly. It's concerned with um, the everyday punter. When you know, even if you look at the way that the legislation distinguishes residential property from everything else, you can see that. Um, when transactions involve residential property, so the punter on the street, the consumer protection is 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 quite ramped up. Whereas the law, as a whether it be this particular legislation or the law more generally, um, it will always assume that if there's a commercial transaction or if um, if you're sort of outside of that residential sphere, um, that then you are probably a more sophisticated party and you don't need the same level of protection. So I think that's interesting. But what I would say that I do find fascinating is that obviously, um, depending on the jurisdiction you live in, the rules governing business sales can be quite different. So here in Queensland, um, yes, you need to be registered or licensed with the Office of Fair Trading. Yes, you are governed by legislation. But the key requirements when it comes to that act is is um, relates to the appointment process. So there's very strict rules, and and this is something I would like to talk about because often business brokers think that that legislation doesn't doesn't govern them and they don't need to um, complete the appointment act. That appointment to act, which here in Queensland is called a Form Six, that needs to be completed for all types of services. Um, it doesn't matter what you're doing, and that is quite militant in what it expects. Um, and I think that's interesting. But outside of that appointment process, 
the Act says very little about how business sales are actually conducted. And I find that fascinating because I've come from South Australia where in that jurisdiction, there's there's a document, a disclosure document effectively that needs to be prepared um, in the context of a, of a small business sale. And so I find it fascinating that there's not more about that in our legislation. And again, it may, it, it may just be um, that the Queensland Parliament of the day just made a decision that, well, when it comes to a business sale, people will go and engage the appropriate professionals to help them. But, you know, I find that interesting. And and I do think from a best practice perspective, my view is that it makes good sense to prepare a, a pack, if you will, of information about the business that is being sold. I think that makes good sense. Um, I appreciate that when it comes to a business sale, buyers will need to go off and get their own advice. But I think I think that idea of putting together a package of information about the business that is on offer for sale um, and its and its trading history, I I actually think that that is um, that's something I'd love to see all business brokers doing, and I think um, and I think most of the good ones would 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 I think hopefully agree with me on that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Gosh, there's so much in what you just said that I'd like to talk about. I'm not even sure where to start in it all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I guess the first thing, one thing I just want to go back right to the beginning where you were talking about changes in the industry, Um, uh, a lot more women in the business broking industry. I just think that is just, you you know, it's it's fabulous Um, and I I concur that it's, um, it's something that I'm seeing as well increase over time. I'm seeing a lot of business brokers come in who have sold businesses. So business owners who've been through the process of sale, um, and, and have realized that, you know, you know, there's some opportunity to do it differently or there's an element that they enjoyed. And I think that's a massive positive because I do find that, uh, you know, and, and to your point about the legislation and the connection with the real estate industry, Business broking is complex. The the elements involved in the sale of a business are complex, so much more complex than most people on the street really understand. There's a whole heap of stuff, you know, in relation to employee entitlements that I feel, you know, is is missed in so many instances and, and many other things like it. And I think number one, you know, I'm, I'm a huge, uh, believer in education and I think there's a real opportunity for us all, um, to, to provide a lot deeper education within, you know, deep education within the industry to fill in the gaps that sit there at the moment, um, from, uh, for, where the, the industry isn't covered by the requirements of legislation. The, the second component is I find it fascinating that there's so much difference between the states as well. But sorry, yeah, I'm going to throw I, something in there. I think, no, I agree with you. I think, you know, if you think about, um, so, you know, if you think about a business sale, it can be across so many different kinds of industries and, and sectors. So there's that. And then, as you've mentioned, there's there's how you deal with um, the, the, the humans that belong in the business, the, 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 um, the employees. Uh, there's, you know, depending on the business, there might be various types of licenses um, that are associated with the business, whether it's a liquor license or, or whatever the case might be. So, I mean, 
there's such a vast array of things, whether it's a franchised business, um, and and the list goes on and on. And and whilst business brokers obviously are not legal practitioners, you do need the ability um, to understand um, or to at least be able to identify what the issues are and to be able to say, okay, we're going to need a special condition potentially for this or we'll need to get some separate third-party advice on this particular aspect. Um, and I think and, – and what I love about it is um, – Every time you sell a business, it will be different. Now, of course, when you sell a house, you're always selling a different house too. But um, sure, the house itself might change, but the process as a general rule is very consistent. You know, you can use the standard REIQ contract and in most instances, it will serve its purpose very nicely. You know, it might be subject to something, so you need to whack in a special condition. But when it comes to a business sale, it really is a case of every Every single business is different. Today, you might be selling a laundromat. Tomorrow, you might be selling uh, a pizza joint, and then you might be selling something at the, you know, at the at the very other end of the spectrum. That's, um, you know, that's a that's a really really significant deal, and all that comes with that. But see, what I think is fascinating is that. In many respects, I would argue, in my experience, that it's transactions that um, the, the, where the value is actually quite low. Um, that's actually where um, I think you have to work the hardest because um, because one might think that you know the, the higher value of the business, the harder the transaction is, but. I don't think that's the case. As someone who's previously run a law firm um, and 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 worked as a lawyer, it is often those clients that those those matters that are worth less, if you like, in terms of um, the value of them, because you're dealing with people who don't do this stuff every day. They're not necessarily um, sophisticated parties. They don't necessarily have access to the same level of resources that that business at the other end of the spectrum has. And I actually think you're going to be working a lot harder. Um, and it's not. And I'm not saying one is better than the other or anything like that. But but I guess the point I'm trying to make is just the 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 scope of the work involved um, for a business broker is just so varied. And uh, you've got to be almost a bit of a, you've got to be able to identify all the different elements and then to know what you need to do to deal with those different elements. So it's it's a really fascinating area and I think uh, it can be a really extraordinary and rewarding career. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, look, and, and you, you know, being able to work with these, you know, we, we have so many fabulous um, instances of working with people who've built a business for their whole lives, you know, and they're getting to this point where they're selling it and then heading into retirement. There's a lot of emotion. There's there's a lot of emotion in this business sale and acquisition environment. It's a fabulous industry, but there's just a heap to get our head around in the midst of, you know, there being the emotion on both sides of the deal quite often. Abs- quite- yeah. Well, you've got to be able to wear that, that counsellor hat a lot you of do. the times as well because it, so be, it can be so emotional to sell a business if especially if you've built that business from the ground up, you know, you're handing your baby over and that's it's not an easy thing for any of us to do. No, that's right. But but it makes it a very exciting industry for us to be in because it has so much impact on people's lives at the end of the day. 
Well, that's it for this episode of the Deal Room Podcast. We hope you're now primed for your next deal with these pointers and have enjoyed these fascinating insights. Now, if you'd like more information about this topic, then head over to our website at thedealroompodcast.com, where you'll be able to download a transcript of this episode, as well as access any contact details and any other additional information we referred to in today's podcast. Now, if you'd like to get in contact with our guests today and the services they offer, you can go ahead and check out our show notes for a link right through to them and their details. You can also book in directly with our legal legals at Aspect Legal. If you'd like to soundboard your next steps, discuss a legal question, or find out more how we can assist, whether that's with buying or selling a business, or perhaps somewhere in between. Now, don't forget to subscribe to The Deal Room Podcast on your favourite podcast player to get notifications whenever a new episode is out. We'd also love to hear your feedback, so please leave us a review and rating if you're already one of our subscribers, or even if you're listening to this podcast for the very first time. Every review helps our team produce valuable content for you. Well, thanks again for listening in. You've been listening to Joanna Oki and the Deal Room Podcast, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. See you next time. I am so very excited to announce that I've hit a non-podcast related milestone and released a book. You might wonder why? Simple. I wanted to help business owners understand the mechanics of deal making and the interaction between three critical phases of business, acquisition, growth, and exit. And so I am very happy to announce Buy, Grow, Exit, a guidebook for business owners and their advisors on how to buy, grow, and guess what, exit in a way that maximizes value and avoids landmines along the way. The book is available now, so just head over to buygrowexit.com.au to get your copy and to access a whole heap of free resources that will really help you on your journey of acquisition, growth, and exit in your business or in working with your clients. Also check out our show notes where we will link straight through to that page. Ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening to the Deal Room Podcast. To find out more about this episode and other episodes in the series, check out the show notes or head over to our website at thedealroompodcast.com.au.